so we don't get fined. You're David. My name is David. And I'm Thomas. And we are back with another episode. Um, we didn't put out three podcasts last week. No, but you got home from Mission Trip. and I blame you for that. For Mission Trip? No, for us not putting out three pods. Well, don't, don't throw this blame on me. I think. Hey, both... But it's your fault. How is it my fault? You're the one who couldn't get time to do anything. I almost said a wordy dirt. You almost did say a wordy dirt. But I didn't. Good for you. This is a family-friendly podcast. Is it? I mean, the last, like, four episodes have had an E slapped onto them. So I mean, there not. was also that episode that we talked about Aaron Rodgers and his favorite pastime. That was one of the ones with an E on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Anyway. Anyway. Today, today, we're not talking about drugs or Aaron Rodgers. But now I'm thinking about the fault in our stars again. Thank you for bringing up Aaron Rodgers. How does that connect? Aaron Rodgers dated Shailene Woodley, who stars in the main character in The Fault in Our Stars. Not American Teenager? Also The Secret Life of the American Teenager. That was such a good show. Divergent? I've never seen that. She's into it. I've heard it was horrible. It was very okay. It was supposed to be this, like, counter to The Hunger Games, and it just did not... I have never been more disappointed in the ending of a movie than I was Catching Fire Part 2. It ended like the book. Yeah, and it's horrible. I'm so glad I'm not a reader. You know how pissed I would have been to read three gigantic books and that to be the end? They're like 280 pages apiece. There's no resolution. There's no systemic change in a horrible, horrible institution... And it's a systemic problem. They don't kill she doesn't end up with either guy. They don't kill kids she anymore. She just goes back home and chills. But they don't kill kids anymore. But there's still... no like The systemic change is what needed to happen, and it didn't. Horrible franchise. You're loud. Really not a horrible franchise. Everything was great until the last ten minutes of the last movie. Hmm. God... Uh, never been more disappointed in a book. Or in a movie. Really? In the ending of a movie. I was about to I've say. Been, I was more disappointed when I watched... Never mind. Last Airbender? Do what? Last I've never seen that. Oh. I saw how horrible it was. I refused to watch you, it. I, I feel like we all need to watch it as like a... Like, you know how like in old Indian cultures you'd have to do this like... Uh, trial almost when you turned a certain age like they'd send you out into the woods on your own for so much time or whatever here's the deal trial by fire or whatever avatar the last airbender might be my favorite animated show of all time no that's high price i'm not gonna watch a movie that deliberately and blatantly spits in its face better to spit in your face than on your cabbages my cabbages completely absent from the first movie from the movie by the way uh, that's because that was in the second book, not the first. Mm, that guy is first present in the first book. Okay, but I mean, they took a whole season. He goes condensed... to Bossing Say. That's the second book. The second book. In the very first book, Thomas, on their way to the Northern Water Tribe, they stop in Bossing Say to meet Boomy. And that's where we meet the guy with the cabbages. They never get to the Northern Water, Water Tribe. Yes, they do. That's how the first book ends. Are you sure? In the Northern Water Tribe. Aang goes all Avatar mode and kills everybody. In the water. 
I are you sure you're not thinking of Legend of Korra? Nope, I am positive. Okay. I guess I gotta rewatch the last That's Airbender. when UA becomes the moon. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Because remember he tur- Aang turns into that the Fire Nation is attacking yeah. the Northern Water Oh, no, you're right. I and forgot. he turns into a giant water monster because he goes into the Avatar state and just obliterates. Bro, I forgot about that, partly because I'm annoyed at Yui stands. Suki was so much better. I mean, he ends up with Suki, so... Yeah, I know. How it should be. I mean, Yue was pretty great, too. I mean, she was. It's nothing against her, Also, but... Suki rejected him. Okay. She didn't deserve it. What? What is that? Just because someone rejects someone at once, they don't deserve that person? Yes. That's an aggressive take. But no, literally on the way... That's the whole point of the first book, is they're traveling to the Northern Water Temple... Uh, the Northern Water Tribe, so that Aang and Katara can be trained in waterbending. Didn't you reject someone and then date them for a long time? Isn't that kind of hypocrisy? No, I don't remember. I don't know who you're talking uh, Well, okay. In my defense, <laughs> the first time she professed her love to me, she was 16 years old and I was 21. Still so, counts. You rejected her. She was 16! You rejected her, though, and then I'm not going to date a 16-year-old. I'm not saying you should. I'm just saying it's kind of hypocritical. It's... No. No. That's all I'm saying. But Suki did not turn away Sokka because he was underage. How do you know? Suki turned away Sokka because she was like, I'm a warrior. I am independent. Blah. And he kind of had a very terrible first impression. Uh, but then he succumbed, and he was like, I am so sorry. Please teach me your ways. And she mentored him. Okay, and then they dated. After she rejected him. That's after called, that. That's called character development, David. The point is... Write it down. The first book ends in the Northern Water Tribe when Aang goes beast mode on the Fire right. Nation. And that subpar character but becomes the moon. before that, on their way to the Northern Water Tribe... Right. They stop in Ba Sing Se. Uh-huh. And Boomy kidnaps... Sokka and Katara, and puts this, like, crystal on him and puts Aang through all these tests. And then finally, at the end, he's like, and what's my name? And he's like, what? I don't know your name. And then he thinks about everything and how it's stuff that he and Boomy used to do when they were kids. And he's like, oh, Boomy! And he lets them free, and they're BFFs. Wow. Because remember they were uh, sliding in the mail carts? Yeah, yeah. That's how they got caught? I thought that was in the second movie. Or it's the, in the second first book, book bro. I'm no. literally re-watching Avatar right now. No, you're not. You're literally recording a podcast right now. Well, yes, I'm re-watching goose. two shows. I, do you know how many shows I have on my watch list? Like eight. A billion. You know what I'm currently doing right now? Rewatching Psych for the re-watching 17th Psych time? and Avatar. <laughs> that is so... Oh, you're like literally re-watching Avatar. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were doing that. Like I thought you were being like, I'm literally playing it through in my head right now, dude. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm. Okay. Literally... How dare you talk to me like I'm some sort of pleb for not remembering the first book of the Avatar when you're watching it? That's I mean, an you should un... still remember it. That's I remembered a... it before I watched it again. I mean, that seems like a statement that you can't prove. I mean, technically, I can't prove it right now unless we go to saying, Netflix and pull saying, it up. I'm just saying it's very convenient. I want to throw stuff at you a lot i hope you're aware of that you do throw stuff at me a lot i want to throw stuff at you a lot more you literally chopped up your apple watch band and pelted me with it 
throughout ver- multiple episodes. Uh, for the record, it was a broken Apple Watch band. PSA, do not buy a $6 Apple Watch band from Wish.com. Why are you saying some sort of PSA? That thing lasted so long for being a $6 Apple Watch band from Wish.com. It did last like 10 months. Yeah. For but a- anyway... It was broken, and it was just sitting there, and I have ADHD, so I cut it up with some scissors and threw bits, bits and pieces. I just in kicked a little piece of it. Yeah. I cut it up in small little cubes. Anyway, point is, Avatar is the greatest. Did you catch that? No. Oh. Avatar is the greatest animated series of all time. I mean, yeah, sure. That's just a fact. I mean, Naruto. Naruto's great. Naruto's my favorite anime. Animated series. Yeah, it's right below Avatar. Mm. Don't know about that one, Super Chief. Yeah, it's right below Avatar. Naruto's the best. Naruto's dope. I will say, Avatar The Last Airbender doesn't have any fillers, and that definitely knocks it up. It's also only 60 episodes. It's short, sweet, and to the point, that knocks it up. Like, I love love Naruto. But Shippuden is 500 episodes. Yeah. 160 or filler. That knocks it down a couple pegs. I mean, you know yeah, I mean? but like American TV, we don't do filler, you know? Yeah. So it's different. Yeah, no, no, no. It is certainly very different. I'm not like... But like for me and my personal enjoyment, I can rewatch Avatar before I would get to the Great Ninja War. Okay, hold on. Really fast. Really fast. Are you complaining about there being like too much Shippuden? No. Because I we give me another hundred episodes of Shippuden, we, I'm doing nothing. I'm calling out of work. I'm watching. I was about to say because we've had conversations about how you'd rather watch it, get an extra season of a show, and it be subpar, than a show go out on top, because you want to squeeze everything you can out of the show. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm a big fan of Shippuden. Obviously, literally, I'd watch another hundred episodes. Uh, I've already watched a total in the Naruto universe. How many episodes of Boruto are there? Like 247, 74, something like, something that, like that? Yeah. So I've watched like over a thousand episodes of the Naruto verse. Uh, yeah. The yeah. original Shippuden and then Boruto. I'm on my like third pass of Shippuden right now, but that's not the point. I'm also currently, you and I both are in the middle of watching a thousand episode and and ongoing yeah one piece anime and one piece yeah we had to take a quick break on that though because of everything else coming out and yeah. squat we don't just watch anime or at least you know <laughs> that's mostly what we watch bro you're literally re-watching psych for like the 70th time like the eighth time that's still so much shut up i get that it's a great show but come on dude There's i've seen forrest gump more than that in one year one time that's because you have an unhealthy obsession with forrest the greatest gump. movie of all time it's, oh my bad it's a very fine movie thomas david we can sit here and disagree all day long I will not let you slander Forrest Gump. If okay. you don't hold like on, it, that's on, fine. Hold on, hold if on. you don't like it, that's fine. If you don't enjoy watching it, that's fine. But you will not sit there and call it an okay movie. I didn't say it was an okay movie. You said movie. it's a fine movie. Uh, yeah, that's not okay. That's fine. It is on the IMDb's top 100 movies list. You know how many movies have come out? Millions. What? Millions of movies have come out. Oh, oh, yeah. And Forrest Gump is in the top 100. Of all time. Too long. It is significantly more than a fine movie. It's no your name, but it's a good movie. It is one of the greatest films 
of all time, period, end of story. Even if you don't like it, it is one of the greatest films of all time, period, end of story. It's so long. It's not that long. It's, it's two like hours th- and 30 minutes. No, it's not. It's like three and a half hours. No, it is not. I swear to you. I think it actually might be 241, but still. Oh, two hours and 22 minutes. Oh. It feels like four hours. Listen, you're not a smart man, and that's okay. It's a, like, listen, I don't have anything wrong or anything against the movie. It's just not. It's too long, dude. It feels longer than it is. If you, like me, are listening to Thomas's film takes and thinking, wow, this guy has dumb film takes, you should also know he hates Steve Carell, Jim Carrey, and Will Ferrell. Not my favorites. Not your favorites? No. That's what he's saying to you guys. No, he uh, hates Also, them. I just want to make sure that... Like, he doesn't the, like Elf. This already has... Or Step Brothers. I don't... It's not that I hate Elf. I just got a little played out on it. That's all. Have you seen Crazy Stupid Love? Yeah. Did you not like it? No, it was a fantastic movie. The main character is Steve Carell. There's exceptions to the rule, David. I've, I Have am, you seen 40 Year Old Virgin? I, I did not care for 40 Year Old Virgin. Ah, I will say, though, the last two movies that I watched of Steve Carell, I enjoyed. What were those? At Crazy Stupid Love and The Big Short. I haven't seen The Big Short. Heard it's, it was pretty though. good. It's pretty good. It got Karen Gillan in it. Was not expecting that. And she's in a bikini. Yeah. Uh, but you mentioned the top 100 movies. Uh, Oppenheimer's already 16. Well, that, I mean, that's all the reviews. Um, a lot more reviews will come in. Like, if you look at the rest of the top 100, they have, like, tens of thousands of reviews. Oppenheimer does not yet. So, that's still a little wishy-washy. But it might be. It might remain up there. They're, I've heard nothing but incredible things about this movie. I'm going through the list right now to find a bad movie and I, so I can poke a hole in your Forrest Gump argument. Uh, your name is on there. It is. It is. So is The Lion King. That's where I think, I'm at right now. I think there's a couple of Studio Ghibli films on there, too. Uh, Spirited Away is on there. Um, I think there's one more. How's Moving Castle, maybe? What? I'm pretty sure there's another Ghibli film. Both of the uh, Into the Spider-Verses are on there. Yeah, that's not surprising. So is Django. Phenomenal films. I'm, uh, listen, I'm I'm at sixty four. You need to talk so I can like so I can read through this in peace. Okay. Um, while Thomas is doing whatever the heck he's doing. <laughs> hey, hold uh, on, really fast, really fast. Yeah. Guess what? Guess what ranking your name is? What? Sixty nine. <laughs> 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 while Thomas is going through the top one hundred IMDb list, I'll give you guys a rundown of what we're hoping to talk about today. Uh, so Shohei Otani. A lot of stuff going on with that. Is he going to be traded? Is he not? We're going to talk about it. There have been, so far, a couple of key injuries in the NFL during training camp. We're going to go over those. Also, if you haven't heard, uh, my heart break, then I'm surprised. Our, Our Norwegian friends, I'm surprised you didn't hear me scream when all this crap about Jonathan Taylor came out. Uh, so we're going to talk about that a little bit, much to my dismay. And then we're going to go over some of the, uh, key names in the free agent market that have still yet to sign with a team going into your name, or your name, going into the NFL season. So that's kind of what we got in store. Have you found anything to poke a hole in my Forrest Gump argument yet? What are you talking about? Exactly. I didn't. I'm on the top 100 for a reason. No, I was just looking at. What's number one? Um, Shawshank. That's not surprising. No. 
It's a phenomenal freaking movie. Yeah, no, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, the the they've definitely updated the list, and it's kind of weird. Have uh, you seen Schindler's List? I know it's on there, but I haven't seen it. That's one of those movies that if I have seen it, it's been a really long time, and I need like to see a clip of it. You know what it's I'm saying? It's about a guy named Schindler who saved like tens of thousands of Jews during the Holocaust. Yes, yes. Not tens of thousands. That's that. Might no, but he saved a lot. Yeah, he saved. Yeah, that's four. A crap ton. Yeah, I know it was on there, but I wasn't yeah. sure. No, the uh, I haven't seen it. I haven't. I I need to. The top ten's kind of weird. IMDb's top one hundred movies. Yeah, it's kind of weird. So it goes: uh, Shawshank. Yeah. The Godfather. Yeah. The Dark Knight, which like. The Dark Knight, just yeah. the first one. Yeah. Okay. Which Makes like sense. I feel like 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 the Dark Knight's a great movie, and I know I'm a Batman hater, but like I feel like three's pretty aggressive. I mean, it's like widely considered to be the greatest comic book movie of all time. I'm not arguing that, but the third greatest movie of all time. It's pretty good. Movie. No, it's it's good, but like the third greatest movie of all time i don't hate it but anyway keep going uh schindler's list at four 12 angry men at five lord of the rings return of the king at six yeah that's my favorite of the three the godfather part two seven which is kind of crazy that a part two is up there but following it up uh across the spider verse at eight (coughs) the newest into the newest uh yeah yeah pulp fiction at nine phenomenal film oh like it is but nine yeah like, makes sense. no like it's a great movie but nine yeah that makes sense inception at 10 i've never seen inception i haven't either uh forrest gump's at 13 by the way so you would confidently say place. that the dark knight is better than 10 spots better than forrest gump i mean so here's kind of how i see it i personally like forrest gump better than the dark knight but like Critically speaking, like, if there was such thing as objective best film of all time, whatever, mm-hmm. um, I think when you look at score, when you look at writing, when you look at acting, uh, I think I think The Dark Knight takes the cake in most, most also, those categories. really fast, they have every single Lord of the Rings movie top 15. And, like, yeah, I'm here for... That's fine. Really, dude? Phenomenal. I thought the two towers. It's the greatest trilogy of all time. No, I'm not arguing that. But like, three in the top fifteen. Like, I thought the two towers was kind of okay. See, I think compared to the others, I think when it comes to Lord of the Rings, every movie is better than the last. Really? I think. I thought the first and the third were the best. I think three, or the third best is the Fellowship of the Ring. I think the second best is The Two Towers, and I think the third best is Return of the King. Like, and I, I, I only recently watched Lord of the Rings, like, literally within the last few months. That might be some recency bias. It very well might be. It very well might be. But I I firmly, like, and maybe it was because I, I watched them in order, and, like, so my hype was building, so maybe that's why I think, like, everyone just got better. Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of the Climax in films like it's my like my favorite song from Les Mis which is my favorite musical generally my favorite part too <laughs> is the is that the climax of the film like is it the mm-hmm. best song is it the most emotional song no but it, it explains and kind of brings forward the climax right. and you, we reach the climax of the film at the beginning of the third film and then we get the conclusion of the film at the end of the third film and it is just all in all like I think it has everything the writing is phenomenal the uh the 
the cinematography is phenomenal. Did you just say we get the conclusion of the film at the end of the third film? Yeah, I meant just like the conclusion of the trilogy is contained in the third film. Like the story. I'm a big, I'm a big conclusion guy as well. I got you. I, got I you. hate movies that are open ended. I love open ended movies. Yeah, I know that's so weird to me. If that's your thing, awesome. I hate that. I want to know what. Like my only wish for your name. The only thing I, I would have preferred is that we had a little more closure at the end. But I will also say that is the one film that I was okay with not having closure. Bro, what are you talking about? They lived happily ever after. Well, so I was, I was going to say it also makes it easier because the same uh, studio has put out two more movies. And in both movies... There's a little Easter egg in there. Yeah, Mitsuha yeah. and Taki are a couple in both Yeah. Like and so we know they get together and so that makes it a lot easier. But I'm just a fan of a good conclusion. I'm also a fan of getting everything we plan in the podcast. And we are 21 minutes into this. Are podcast. we really? <laughs> hey, you remember that day when I tried to do NHL free agency uh, stuff and you were just like, "Hey, dude, let's talk about this." And then I'm like, "Okay, great." Now, uh, and then you're like, "Hey, dude, let's talk about this." We should start a movie podcast. A movie podcast. I'm down. Me and Turner talked about it one time. You and Turner on a podcast it sounds like a terrible idea. Turner, I'm tell you. you two would be arguing nonstop. Yeah, let's make rules. We can't talk about religion or politics. Um, Let me tell you, Turner's the type who I feel like would get super creative with those rules. Fair. <laughs> he would get super creative. And then when you called him on it, he'd be like, what the heck, bro? I thought we weren't talking about politics. <laughs> uh, anyway, Shohei Otani. Yeah, pretty if good. If you have not baseball. heard of him, if you don't know who he is, Hold on. he is... Let me, this is a pretty good description of him. Recently in a game, bottom of the ninth, when Shohei Otani was hitting, bases loaded with the team pitching down by three, they walked him. Yeah. That's that's what you that's what you need to know about this pitcher. Yeah, uh, he is has all of the makings to be the best player the baseball's ever seen. Yeah, uh, I'm not great. gonna like I'm not gonna say he is because he's been in the league for three four years, but he has all the makings to be. He's definitely no one has ever done what he's done in in the little time he's been in Major League Baseball. Yeah. Nobody has ever sustained the level of pitching. And hitting, Shohei has been able to accomplish. Really fast. Yeah. Isn't it kind of crazy that we're living in a period of sport right now where we have Shohei in the MLB, Mahomes in the NFL, Connor McDavid in the NHL, and we have uh, Messi in the MLS, Wimbayana coming into the NBA. Like, yeah, bro. Think of it like that's that's gonna be the big four but for this make, generation. It, it makes sense though. Yeah. Like think about like Babe Ruth, right? Would get drunk and smoke a cigar while he was pitching. Yeah, like that's crazy. Like athletics have come so far, and so you would think the farther we come, the more athletic people get, the more money people spend on trainers, the more impressive they're gonna be. Like it just makes sense. Oh no no no, it does. But it's like. Really cool that it's all hitting at once. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan. Um, but yeah, Shohei Otani, uh, potential future greatest of all time in the sport of baseball. Because of that, 
And because he is on the Angels, who, despite that, have not made the playoffs, having Wait, two of the best I was about to say, don't players. they have, like, the two best guys in the league? I would say two of the top three, but yeah. Two of the top three players in Major League Baseball and Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. Who's the third? Like, the other player. Mike Trout. No, no, no. Like, the other, of the, like, two of the top three. Aaron Judge. Oh, that makes sense. Okay, okay. I got a little yeah. confused, but I'm I back. would go Shohei, Judge, Mike Trout. Okay. Is it because um, uh, Trout's regressed at all? Like, getting older? Uh, he just hasn't had a lot of time on the field. Like, when he's okay. on the field, he's still good, but... but kind of getting uh, some injury concerns and not stuff? Not getting. Has for years. Oh. Been... He hasn't played a full season in, like, five years. Oh. So Must Mike Trout's be. missed a lot of time. He's definitely not putting up the numbers he used to because he keeps getting injured. Maybe he should go bass fishing instead huh. of trout huh. fishing. Um, <laughs> but still, even with that, I think he's the third best player in Major League Baseball. And fully healthy, he's the second best. I mean, Shohei and him are one and two. Like, fully healthy Mike Trout. So um, they have two of the three best players in all of baseball. And despite that, they still suck. Team sucks. So a lot have a lot of players... Players. Teams have expressed interest in Shohei Otani. Now, despite all of this, the Angels have maintained that they are not getting rid of him. And a new update from a new press conference came out recently with the GM of the Angels doubling down and saying they are not going to get rid of Shohei Otani. They're I probably going to give him some sort of thirteen million or thirteen-year, four hundred million dollar deal or some crap like that. Um, and he's probably going to sign it because. He seems like a loyal guy, but if he ever wants to win a championship, he needs to get out of Los Angeles. I'm a big uh, asset management guy. Yeah. When it comes to franchises, so like when I'm like when I see like stuff like this, I'm like, bro, you gotta trade him before he walks for free. There are exceptions to this rule because like here's the here's the fact, right? The facts of the matter is, are the facts of the matter are you can't win a trade. When you're trading one of the, like a player like that, yeah. like yeah, it yeah. is impossible for the Chiefs to win a trade where they trade away Mahomes. Same with the Oilers with McDavid, and we'll see about the Spurs on when Bayana. But like, I agree. I think, I think you trade Shohei for any set of pieces it's and not worth. any set of pieces in draft capital. They are not going to bring you all combined what Shohei brings to your baseball yeah. team. Yeah. Uh, but there are a few teams who have been linked with Shohei, who have reached out, expressed interest, offered deals, straight up offered to the Angels, like legitimate, real, official offers. And none of them are out yet. But these five, six, one, two, three, four, five, six teams have made offers or have expressed a significant amount of interest in Shohei Otani. One is the Los Angeles Dodgers. Um, the Dodgers kind of fit in with the Yankees. They're both on that list. Both yeah. have made uh, moves to try and acquire Shohei Otani. Both are still actively trying to acquire Shohei Otani. They're a little bit different, though. The Dodgers are still a good baseball team. They are, and it's also it would be such a huge headache of a Shohei. You don't yeah. change cities. You don't yeah. have to move. Like Yeah, it would be great for Shohei. Yeah. Also, but, you stay close to Japan, relatively, for, I'm like, the... For, no, no, but, like, you know, yeah. as far as, like, playing in Flights the U.S. Out and stuff and like being that. as yeah. close as you can, I figure L.A.'s got to be the closest you can get. I would assume so, yeah. You know? Um, 
But the Dodgers are one. But the difference between the Dodgers and the Yankees, the Dodgers are still good. The Yankees right now suck big booty. Uh, and so That's a good this move, I think, would be uh, it would be great. It, it would be great for thirty-one teams or for twenty-nine teams. It would be bad for the Angels to lose Shohei. Yeah, but any adding Shohei to any other of the twenty-nine rosters would automatically make that team better. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would be great for the Dodgers, obviously, but they have a contending team right now. The Yankees don't, at least not the way they've been playing. They have a contending roster, but the way they have been playing, it's been bad baseball. They're firmly in fifth place in the AL East, which is awful. But they're also only like two games back from the last wildcard spot, so not the worst in the world. But the Yankees would benefit a lot more from having Shohei Shohei than the Dodgers would. This would put the Yankees back in playoff contention. This would hopefully hopefully uh, allow the Yankees to make the push that they need. We're over 90 games into the season. The Yankees have to change something. Yeah. And this would be the move uh, that would change a lot in New York. We've had injury issues at pitcher. Our defense has been riddled with injury. Our best offense just came back off of the 10-day IL after 30 days. Uh, and so we're moving in the right direction. Adding a guy like Shohei would be phenomenal. Also, in the California area, interested in Shohei, having a not great season, especially compared to last season, uh, is the San Francisco Giants. They made a lot of splash and surprised a lot of people last season and then have not done great this season. Not terrible by any stretch of the imagination, uh, but certainly not as good as they were last year, as a lot of people expected them to be this year. Yeah. Um, they they would be. benefit a lot from Shohei. They've had some issue uh, issues at pitching, uh, and Shohei would automatically be the best hitter on that team yeah, that would, to join the Giants. That would also kind of reestablish that like identity that they had back in like the tw- like early 20-teens with yeah. that heavy pitching and heavy bats. Yeah. Like, yeah. That would be would a be good huge. step for them. It would be absolutely huge. Uh, another team that is trying to recapture a World Series run they made a couple of years ago is the Philadelphia Phillies, uh, actively on the move. They have probably a top five player in baseball in Bryce, Bryce Harper. Harper. Uh, again, they're fully life. healthy. What? Bryce Harper gets free Chipotle for life. That is, what a lucky man. I know, dude. Also, just his hair. His hair is crazy. I would trade two of my toes to have his hair. Okay, well, what if he countered three toes? Give me his hair and his beard. Okay, okay. For three toes? Yeah. What if he countered then four toes? Because Okay. Four toes for beard and hair of Bryce Harper. Pinky toe and third toe. Oh, on each foot? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I don't use my pinky toe that much anyway, you know? I mean, I feel like you don't know how much you use your pinky toe because you've never not had your pinky toe. That's valid. No sign. Food for thought. Anyway, uh, and then the... Two teams that I would be horrendously upset if they signed Shohei, uh, and that is the Rays and the Orioles. Now, here's what you need to know about the Rays and the Orioles. They're the two best teams in the AL East. They are two of the best four teams in all of Major League Baseball. Both of them spend $7 annually on their roster. Dang, so they can afford to spend some cash money on the guy. all the money in the world to bring in Shohei Otani. How's that feel being a Yankees fan? They also have incredible rosters somehow. 
And so bringing Shohei would automatically make their team significantly better. The Orioles aren't supposed to be this good, but they are. So you add a vet who's unquestionably the best baseball player in baseball right now. It would be incredible for the city of Baltimore. It would all but ensure their playoff run, their World Series victory. Uh, I think this would be huge for both of these teams. I think the Rays and the Orioles, I think it would be uh, the best fit both for Shohei and for the team. I think they would both benefit off of each other really, really well. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the team that I think needs this the most out of all the teams on this list are the New York Yankees. And that is partially just me saying that as a Yankees fan who wants to get Shohei. But also, there's no team on this list that has been more disappointing than the Yankees. Yeah, so why would you want to go there? Huh? So why would you want to go there? There's no, it, it's a trait. It doesn't matter. I mean, it matters when it comes go. to signing extensions. But it doesn't matter. Uh, there's no team on this list that has been as disappointing. No team on this, this list that has been as inconsistent. No team on this list that has been as injury riddled as the Yankees. They need some stability. They need a strong pitcher. They could definitely use the offense more than anything. Um, I think that the team that needs them the most is the Yankees. But I think the teams that would Best benefit both Shohei and the team would be either the Orioles or the Rays, as much as I hate to say that. For Baltimore, because I I used to live in D.C., uh, and even as far-reaching as D.C. from Baltimore, people were very uh, on Cal Ripken's name. Uh, Do you think Shohei would walk in and instantly be the best player in Orioles history? Not yet. I mean, again, he's only played a few years, right? Like, it's. I think if he plays literally one more season at the level he's playing right now, then absolutely. Uh, but I don't know. He he leads his team in offensive stats and pitching stats, which is insane. Uh, he does, I think, make him the best Oriole in recent history. But to be the greatest Oriole of all time, there's been a lot of really good Orioles. So I think he would need at least one more year, if not two, at this pace, or at least half of this pace, yeah. to be considered, I think, the greatest Oriole of all time. I saw an Oriole pop an egg out today. Interesting. It was very weird. It was just on the grass. It wasn't in, like, a nest or anything. Interesting. Yeah, dude, it was, it was very, like... I've never seen that before, and it, it like, and I, I didn't, I didn't notice what was happening, but uh, like I, I was with Aiden, and he was like walking, you know, and I was keeping an eye on him because like teenagers are, you know, wild cards. Just so you guys know, why Thomas was randomly hanging out with a teenager. This is one of our nephews, one of our oh. best friends' sons. Oh. Yeah, I guess I should have, yeah, yeah. disclaimed that. That sounded weird. Yeah. Okay. Well. You know, I, I was viewing this image wholesomely, but uh, way to make it darker. Anyways, I was, dude, uh, protecting you from the internet. Anyways, uh, the, this bird just egg, and it was very weird, very uncomfortable. I just felt the need to share that. Anyway, um, those are the teams that have been linked closely to Shohei. But again, the Angels have still staunchly said they will not be trading him. So. We'll see where it goes. We will see what happens. Moving on. Training camp is underway in the National Football League. Yes, yes. You know what that means. 
major injuries are coming to a lot of players that are very important to their team. To start it off, we're going to go with Jalen Ramsey. Yikes. Jalen Ramsey suffered a torn meniscus and is likely out until at least December if he's even able to come back then. Not good for Miami. And Miami uh, supplemented that by signing Eli Apple. Who uh, did you see the tweets between him and uh, Tyreek Hill? I sure did. <laughs> I sure did. Uh, they got some beef. I can't remember what from, but there is beef. Um, they said something back and forth, and Jalen Ramsey commented and goes, "You guys need to chill." With like the laughing, crying face emoji. But uh, yeah, Jalen Ramsey out defensively for the Dolphins. Not really great. fast. Yeah. Uh, speaking of social media, did you see D Hop go at Taylor Lewan? No. Uh, Taylor Lewan commented and like in between like asterisks, it's like gets yelled at for not running into practice. And D Hop comments, he's like, in asterisks, give gets yelled at for giving up five sacks to Chandler Jones in one half. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Dang. I was like, All right. bro, like first off. He didn't like that. Wasn't really like shade from Taylor Lewan. Why'd you come at the yeah. man when you haven't really been relevant the last year? Like, bro, you want to see people take or someone taking something as shade that is not meant to be shade? Tell me. Follow Kevin Durant's Twitter. Oh my god! People dude. say stuff, and he's like, he "Bro, is, you want to fight?" And they're he like, "No." Is so soft. You. <laughs> he is so soft. Oh, it's so funny. Um, oh my god. And he like posted like you remember when he first joined the Warriors and he posted those like sneakers and it's like every bad thing that's been like written about me on the bottom of it and it's like bro, if I zoomed in on there, I'm sure half of that is not even like shade. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm sure half of it you just are a crazy person who can't read tone and text, which I get I like it's hard. It's hard. Understanding's an art. Not everyone's an artist. Like, it's hard. But, like... <laughs> that was pretty good. Come on, man. Um, staying in the... I almost said AL East. In the AFC East. Uh, Naheem Hines has torn his ACL. Well, it's an ACL injury. They haven't outright said it's a torn ACL. But they're expecting he misses the entire season. So, I don't know what it would be other than an ACL tear. I think, I think their uh, New York opponents are behind this. I'm just to think about it. He was injured by a jet ski. He was injured on a jet ski. I'm just saying. He was stationary on a jet ski and someone ran into him. Maybe um, a jet executive. That's all I'm saying. But he is out for the season with an a- ACL injury, which is obviously That's not great. That's a tough break for him, man. He's their best returner. It doesn't help him the the war- like it doesn't hurt him super bad at the running back position. Yeah. But it does definitely hurt him at the Special returner teams, position, yeah. which is not great and something that um, at times Buffalo struggled with last year. So Absolutely. Um also not no longer in the AFC East, but still in the AFC, uh, Kadarius Tony of the Kansas City Chiefs. Wide receiver one. Had surgery on Tuesday for a partially torn meniscus. So, partially torn ligament in the knee. Surgery. You'd think he's going to miss some time. They expect him to be ready by week one. That's aggressive. I don't know how that's possible. That is aggressive. Don't know how that's going to happen. But they expect Kadarius Toney to be ready for week one despite having surgery on Tuesday. 
uh, for a partially torn meniscus. Dude, that's in like eight weeks. We will see. That's so aggressive. What happens there? Uh, we got two more. Okay. Major okay. injuries. Uh, CJGJ, CJ Gardner Johnson for the Detroit Lions is day to day right now with a right leg injury he suffered in training camp. That is a lot better than the update we initially got. Yeah. That he was carted off the field. Yeah. Massive acquisition for Detroit in the offseason yeah. would be a massive loss. But hopefully with it being day-to-day, he can get back in training camp and be ready for week one because that would be huge for Detroit. Absolutely. And then finally, the one that I'm sure most of you have heard about, uh, Joey Burrow. Was huh? Oh, I loved him in Home Alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joey Burrow was carted off with a, ca- a non-contact calf injury. Yeah. That's all the details we have. We don't know if anything is torn. We don't know well, what. they said it was a strain. We do know it is in the calf. They're calling it a strain right now. Um, Cincinnati's still holding their breath, though. There's the a city lot of we Cincinnati. don't know. But the one thing we do know is without Joe Burrow, that team is not much. Yeah. They have a great defense. They have great running backs. They have, well, a great running back. They have great wide receivers, but Joe Burrow has turned that franchise around and uh, is certainly one that would be missed if he misses any sort of time. So hopefully Joe Burrow gets back on track. I kind of want to say something that's going to trigger Cincinnati fans. Do it. I don't know that they exist. Who <laughs> uh, day is a stupid slogan. It's too close to who dat by the, from the Saints. It's dumb. You say who day, and I'm like, Saints? What? That's stupid. You guys wave around yellow towels. Okay, but we were the first to wave around towels, and now you go to sporting events and people be waving, waving around all kinds of colored towels. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was back to back, baby! That was, that was a meow to, like, put an exclamation point on what I said. And then I realized I said meow. So you got another meow for basically. Like, oh, that's funny. Like that was that's supposed to be my dirty word, like supplement. <laughs> so you got two meows back to back with very different meanings. <laughs> that's funny. Um, those are all the major injuries. Yeah, it is a lot. Uh, all of these have significant ramifications for their teams. Yeah. Um. The only one, though, that seems like the only two, I guess, that are a long time are Jalen Ramsey and Naeem Hines, which, in fairness, are probably the two least impactful on the list. Least impactful to their individual teams. Like, Miami's got a good defense even I mean, without Jalen Ramsey. They do. They do. He but makes Jaylen, it better, but they're good without him. Like they uh, are, and again, Hines good. is only special teams in reality. He's not. He barely touched the ball last season when they had him. He's not adding much to that run game. So it's not as bad as losing your starting quarterback. It's not as bad as losing your wide receiver one. And it's not as bad as losing possibly your best acquisition of the offseason in CJGJ. Right. So I'm not saying they're not impactful. I'm saying they're probably the least impactful on the list. And they're the only ones who are missing significant time. So it would seem. Right. Obviously, things are still day-to-day with Gardner-Johnson. We don't really know yet with Joe Burrow. Um, and... The timetable seems unlikely for Katarius Tony, but yeah. we'll see. Well, so uh, some news broke. I know you know. I know you're upset. Uh, but 
Jim Irsay went on to X, I guess. Not Twitter. X. Listen, man. Here's the deal. Okay. We don't have to talk about this. Oh, we're going to. Uh, we're 43 Jim. minutes in. We still have to talk about free agents. We got a lot. There's like seven on this list. Okay. But we're going to talk about Those JT. Those are important. No, we're going to We talk don't about have JT. to talk about Jonathan Taylor. I think we kind of do. Uh, so, in case you missed it, uh, Jim Irsay went on what was formerly Twitter, now X, and went on this tangent about the running back market. In case you haven't been paying attention, the running back market has been a focal point of conversation, especially in the last month. Uh, and running backs want to get paid and are not getting paid, etc., etc. Uh, Jim Irsay went on to Twitter and he tweeted uh, that agents were basically selling their players bad faith based on the CBA that took years to come to blah, 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 blah. Uh, bad look for Jim, Jim Irsay. JT's agent quote tweeted and said, bad faith is not paying your top offensive player. Immediately, not immediately, but within the days following that, Jim Irsay met with Jonathan Taylor in a private meeting in his bus. About a contract extension, specifically. And the meeting ended with a formal trade request from Jonathan Taylor's camp. Now, uh, it's a bad look for Jim Irsay, in my opinion. I think that tweet was very dumb. I don't think there was anything to gain from it. And Not only that, there's still follow-up after that. Jim Irsay came out and said, we will not trade Jonathan Taylor, not now, not in October. And then he came out and said, if I die today and Jonathan Taylor is no longer in the league, the league goes on. We are not important. Huh? What? Can you re-say that? Jim Irsay said, if I were to die today and Jonathan Taylor was no longer in the league, the league would still move on. Okay. We are not important. In the grand scheme of things, that, that, that's that's a terrible excuse to not pay I your agree. player. That's so dumb. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. It's so dumb. Jim Irsay has done so much good for the city of Indianapolis, for the franchise of the Indianapolis Colts. He has done so much good, but every once in a while, he says something that makes my hand smack my forehead and go, "Oh, Jim." Next week we're gonna get a. No, you know what? Also, this is a really bad look, especially for someone who has, like, had stories, like, revealed about him just showing up the training camp and giving everyone there $100. Like, But not only, not only is Jonathan Taylor arguably the best player on our team, mm-hmm. this also, this doesn't just send a message to Jim, or to jo- Jonathan, sorry. Nope. It sends a message to every single free agent we want to bring in. Not only that, dude. It sends a message to everyone you have on a rookie deal on the yeah. roster. This sends a not good message to absolutely everyone that could potentially be an Indianapolis Colt. Yeah. Like, like think about it. If you're a running back who, like, gets drafted by the Colts next year to replace Jonathan Taylor, you're thinking, what, I'm, I'm going to be here four years? Not even going to think about an extension? And see, we've seen stuff like this from Jim Irsay. He cut Peyton Manning. Yeah. uh, Fractured the relationship with Peyton and Indianapolis. Yeah. Uh, They're still close-ish. Like, they're cordial, I guess I should say. Jim still sent, like, a private jet for Peyton to fly out for the Hall of Fame game or whatever. Like, I think it's mostly from the Colts' side, from Jim's side, that they're still close. But... um, it still it, it had some sort of fracture in that relationship. 
It's it's he, one of those moves that's not a good move, but I yeah. get it, you know? He very controversially traded Edger and James. Yeah. He cut Jeff Saturday, or didn't cut Jeff Saturday, but refused to give him a new deal. And then made him the coach. So some of the best players in Colts history have been done, some would say, wrong by Jim Irsay in the past. But never has it been, I think, quite so egregious. And so public. At least too. in the past it made sense. Yeah. We got a lot for Edger and James in you that did. trade. You did. We... Peyton Manning, one hit could paralyze him. And yeah. we had one of the worst offensive lines in the league. Yep. And From a were, business standpoint, and you just it drafted, made sense. And you had just drafted the and second we, coming of And Peyton we were Manning. sitting at Andrew Luck at yeah. the draft as well. We cut him before the draft. But we were sitting there yeah. uh, with Andrew Luck in our hands with the first overall pick as well. Uh, from a business standpoint, at least, it made sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with Jeff Saturday, Jeff wasn't Jeff in his last couple of years. It he made wasn't. sense. Like yeah. he wasn't as good. We would have had to pay him a lot of money. It's uh, like when the Steelers basically retired Heinz Ward and Troy Palomalu. He was like, certainly he was old. He went and played, I think, one season with the Packers and then retired. Like he was old. He wasn't going to be around long. Like all those things at least made some sort of semblance of sense. Yeah. This makes no sense. No. 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 Our no. team has struggled. Yeah. Struggled. The last few years, specifically at quarterback. Yeah. Everything else around us has been good. We've had pro bowlers, or we've had some of the best defenses in the league the last couple of years. Jonathan Taylor absolutely exploded onto the scene. You guys had the best O line for a little while, too. Yeah. He had, we, our offensive line has gotten substantially better in the last few years. Jonathan Taylor erupted onto the scene his rookie year. He had MVP votes in his second year. We seemingly had everything figured out. Mm-hmm. And now we finally got our quarterback of the future. Supposedly, we obviously don't know what he's going to be, but the guy we're investing in. Yeah. And now Jim's coming out saying, we don't want to pay Jonathan, but we're not going to trade him. Uh, running backs need to calm down. We made an agreement in the CBA, and now they're trying to get us to change it for one player position. What does that even mean? That doesn't mean anything. They there's, just there, be there's, paid no, there's no minimum, or actually, no, there is a minimum, but there's no maximum per position in the cba is he on crack it doesn't make any sense whatsoever no it doesn't it sounds like he sounds like an entitled third grader with that tweet and again again i think jim ursay has done so much good for this franchise and i love jim ursay this is just in five years we're not even going to remember it i mean maybe it's we're probably not even going to remember it but you will it's still just right now it's so hard to be a colts fan because before all this, we had so much hope going into the season. Our offensive line got significantly better last season at the end of the season. Uh, we've, I mean, heard nothing but phenomenal things from not just Colt staff, but media members, uh, even people like high up in ESPN about Anthony Richardson. We, we had so much hope. And then it all just came to a screeching halt with all this garbage. Yeah. I hate when stories like these come out because... You know those, like, things that, you know, you're not going to enjoy doing, but you can't help yourself anyway, you know? Like, I know whenever I see a story like this come out, I'm not going to enjoy the comment section. Like talking about Jonathan Taylor? Yeah, it always blows my mind how, like, people are so fast to call these players ungrateful or whatever. 
because they want to like they're they go after the millionaires but they take the billionaire side you know what i'm saying like it's just so like it's so crazy to me i also don't understand how people can see what happened to damar hamlin last year and be like yeah and then say these are a bunch of entitled pricks this perfectly healthy in the top one percent of health in the entire world yeah had a random cardiac arrest on the field and almost died. Yeah. You think they're not worth the millions they're getting paid? Yeah. And people say, well, my daddy worked in a coal mine. He risked his life every day, and he should have gotten paid more. And also, it's not applicable. Like, it's just not. They're vastly different. People also, like, I, I hate it when people say, well, what about these people? They should be paid more. What about teachers? They work 60 hours. Teachers should be paid more. Like, just because they're not getting what they should doesn't doesn't mean mean these other people shouldn't either. Yeah, just because someone's getting underpaid doesn't mean everyone should be underpaid. Yeah. Like... A hundred percent. That's such a silly argument. It's like... A hundred percent. I'm going to say... I almost, like, dove in the politics, and I'm... I I pull... I hit the brakes. Probably a good idea. Yeah. 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 This is not a political show. It's a sports show. It's sports. Anyways, uh, so with this newest Jonathan Taylor news, here is a recap of what has happened in the running back world in the NFL this offseason. Do it. So Jonathan Taylor, most recently requesting a trade. He joins Austin Eckler, who requested a trade. And just like Jonathan Taylor was told, no. Uh, Saquon Barkley playing on a one-year deal that he sat out threatened the holdout on and they only increased it 900,000 uh josh jacobs still holding out for a deal tony pollard playing on the franchise tag as it appeared dallas had not really a whole lot of interest in negotiating a long-term deal with him dalvin cook and zeke were cut joe mixon and aaron jones took a pay cut to stay on their team and kareem hunt and lenny Fournette are still unsigned and we want to say and these owners want to sit here and tell us the fans like we're dumb that there's not an issue with running back and the treatment of running backs in the league uh i think this list is all the proof that says otherwise yeah yeah i agree and like it's so hard because on one hand i understand it right like it's a position that takes a lot of beating that gets injured a lot But on the other hand, we have plenty of examples of running backs, especially in today as far as medical advancement has come, face major injury and then still come back and be very productive. Look at Christian McCaffrey. Look at Saquon Barkley. Like It's not like there's no rule or there's no exception to the rule. And these days it's almost like it's not even an exception. It's about 50-50. Some of them make it back. Some of them don't. But like that's the same with any player. Any, like, I don't know, man. I just, I completely agree. Running backs are getting stiffed. And again, on one hand, I understand it partially. But on the other hand, I don't get it at all. Because how many teams are their best players their running backs? A fair amount. How many teams without their rushing game wouldn't even stand a chance in the national football? I can think of at least one that wears blue and white and is in the... uh northern north midwest of the u.s yeah but next it's not to just, illinois it's not just the colts i mean baltimore yeah look at san yeah, francisco they'd be screwed without lamar jackson look at san francisco 
even I would venture to throw Cleveland in there. I know they haven't oh, been great the last couple years. Absolutely, but like Chubb, without Nick Chubb, be, what are they? Like, there's a lot okay. of teams, and like, this year, if the Packers didn't have Aaron Love, Aaron Love, uh, Aaron Jones, what would they or even or AJ Dillon? Yeah, like so. Yeah. And I mean, you can even look at the Cowboys the last few years without the rush game. Dak throwing 17 picks a season isn't going to be sustainable if they don't have a solid run game. Yeah. To win the because that also games. like the run game like we get so keyed into how it's such a pass first league that like running backs are kind of irrelevant or whatever. But like here's the fact of the matter: you can't be a pass first league without a running game being present because the running game allows the pass to be successful more than it's not. The well, presence of a threat running the ball opens up the field. And I also think it's important to like note that sometimes the greatness of a good quarterback does overshadow the importance of the run game. Oh, absolutely. Because like you said, this is a pass-first league, yeah. we say. And so it's really easy to see how great Justin Herbert is and forget about how dominant Austin Eckler is. Yeah, but like I, there's two te- Really, there's one team who doesn't really need to worry about running back, and that's the Kansas City Chiefs. If you don't have Patrick Mahomes at quarterback, you need someone who doesn't suck at running back. That's just the fact of it, and if you have a problem with what I said, you can get over it because that's the truth. Yeah, man, it's it's a situation that is not great. Not a great look for the NFL. Uh, Hopefully it gets rectified. And this isn't the first time this has come up. No, but and I it's think not going to be is, the last. I think this is the most prevalent. Yeah, I think the next CBA is going to be, I think, one of the focal points. Because it's never focused around one thing. But I think running back, and honestly, I think the franchise tag. If I'm a player, that is what I, like, if there's one thing on my wish list, it's the removal of the franchise tag. Yeah, or at least making it different. Yeah, because. Where it doesn't absolutely handcuff players. The way I've seen it. Or, like, I've heard this, like, uh, ha, ha, we don't pay the running backs. It's not like they don't have an opportunity to hit the open market. Sure, they can when they're, like, 28. Yeah. If you factor in the franchise tag, oh, but then he's on the, he's too close to 30, so we're not going to sign him. Like, there's, it's not really a free market when you think about it when it comes to running, like, especially running backs. But I would say the NFL as a whole. Yeah. You know? No, for sure. Otherwise, we'd see hella quarterbacks go in the free agency. Like, that's dude, that's one thing that blows my mind about quarterbacks is, like, even if you intend to re-sign with your team, why not go to free agency? Why not automatically make your price 10 mil a year higher? Like, yeah, you don't have anything to lose. Well, and I think that takes away a little bit. Like, there are players that still have loyalty to teams. And right, right, like right. That. But, like, here's the thing. We never see it. Yeah. We like when was the last time you saw a big name quarterback hit the free and I'm not talking like a Cam Newton who was an MVP but then was a free agent after he lost a step. I'm talking like prime of their career. I mean, from the reports, multiple teams offered larger contracts than uh Baltimore for Lamar. Yeah, but L- Lamar wasn't oh yeah, I thought everyone was out on Lamar. No. That was the report. No. After they signed him to the uh, transition tag. That was the report that came out. Was everyone was out on Lamar. We can argue about that later. Sure can. But, um, listen. 
Wesley. We're at 59 minutes. Oh, wow. So do you want to hit these free agents real quick, or you want to save it for Let's save time? it for the next one. Listen, I don't know how you felt about the first 20 minutes of this pod. I don't know if you're as frustrated with your team's owner as I am. Very unlikely. Very, Very unlikely. Uh, but listen, I do know that The Dark Knight is not the third best movie of all time. I do know you have horrible taste in movies. I have great taste in movies. Name one movie I showed you that you hated. Thomas, just because you've shown me good movies doesn't mean you don't have bad taste. It's not about what you do like. It's about what you don't like. Uh, but the answer to that question is you can't name one. Again, your bad taste is not in the movies you don't like. Or do like. It's in the movies you don't like. If I only bring quality movies to the table, it doesn't matter what movies aren't at the table. Yes, it does. How? If you list the top great top 10 greatest movies of all time and you don't have the godfather that's very or the shawshank redemption then it's a bad list what you did not bring automatically affects it are you ready for my top 10 movies of all time cars cars 2 planes no No. (laughs) go fast and furious too fast too furious fast and furious tokyo drift Ah, ah. fast and furious again (laughs) But the fourth one, not I the first it. one. I get it. Fast Five. I get it. Okay. Coco. Oh, you're an idiot. Have you seen Fast X yet? No. I want to very badly, though. Supposedly real bad. But uh, that, like, that's what they've said about the like, last nine of them, and I no, loved no, no. each one. Real bad, but, like, real good. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like it's like Transformers. Transformers aren't a good movie, but they're inter- they're entertaining. No, they're not. Yes, they are. I've never enjoyed a Transformers movie. You haven't seen the third one. Dark Side of the Moon. It's Is fantastic. The Mark Wahlberg one? No. I have seen the Mark Wahlberg no, one. It was the last Shia LaBeouf one. With the really hot Brit or Brit it's got a, a McDreamy oh. in it. Patrick Dempsey? Yeah. Entry. Yeah. He's a bad guy. Have you seen uh Two Bears One Cave? I know you've heard parts, yeah. but like anyway. In Two Bears One Cave the other day, uh-huh. uh Bert and Tom were talking about if they could take like a, a like a boys trip with a bunch of celebrities, who would they want to take? Ooh. And they said Shia LaBeouf, but you know how Bert and Tom pronounce Shia LaBeouf? Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> I don't think you're gonna get him to come. That was if you call him by the wrong name. That was a Shia LaGoof. Ah. <laughs> no, but real talk. Three three celebrities you can take on a guy's trip. Who you taking? Peyton Manning. Okay. Uh, pretty pretty simple there. Are we counting athletes as celebrities? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like to a point, you know. Like, don't be like this random fullback. That like, like a yeah. household name. Yeah, Peyton Manning for sure. Alexander Daddario. That's not a guy's trip. So, so it has to be guys, male celebrities. I thought that was pretty implied right. by the uh, guys' trip. Part. Peyton Manning. Ryan Reynolds. Okay. And do you have your three? I got two of them. Yeah, I'm thinking of my third right now. I also have Ryan Reynolds. I'm also bringing Hugh Jackman. <laughs> I got to have someone Peyton would get along with, though. That's strictly for the beef between Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman. It's not a real beef. I don't care. Uh, Peyton, Ryan Reynolds, and... Pat McAfee. 
Oh, definitely Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee. De- actually, scratch my list. Bring me, give me Pat. Give me Pat AJ Tone Dukes. Works for me. No, Pat AJ uh, Pack. Bro, that'd be a fun trip. That would be a blast, dude. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I don't know about you. I don't, or I don't know what your three people would be, but be thinking about that. And I don't know about you, but uh, we're here so we don't get fined. <laughs>